Creative Engagement. Welcome to the Creative Engagement Podcast. I invite you to join us at the intersection of artistry and engagement. I'll be interviewing artists and creative folks to shine a light on the importance of authentic self-expression and participation in life. My purpose is to stimulate curiosity that will lead to play so that we can each get to live our most meaningful adventures. In my work as a coach, I create transformation through curiosity and creativity to allow LGBTQ plus folks to address the challenges of living life, motivating and inspiring self first and then others. What outcomes do you seek? How do you want to experience success as you define it? First episode excitement. Here we go. In this episode, I am speaking with a wonderful dancer who I met in a workshop in France. Susanna Morrow, MFA, PhD, is a creator, teacher, and scholar of the fine and performing arts. She worked professionally as an actor and dancer for 15 years. Her articles on dance theater have been published in theater, dance and performer training, and theater topics. She was a member of the human communications and theater faculty at Trinity University from 2007 to 2015. Now she creates collages, journals, dances, and rituals in her integrated art studio in San Antonio, Texas. I've got a quick story to tell about the importance of engagement and an article to share with all of you. And then I'll wrap up the whole episode with a song I wrote entitled, If I Wasn't Afraid, parentheses, The Deep End. I'm so glad that you're here for this first podcast. Thank you for listening. I want to talk about engagement. Looking back at my young adult life, I was living in a small apartment with my friend and a drummer in my band. I remember lying under my comforter in a lonely malaise and not wanting to get out of bed. I didn't understand the purpose of my sadness. I didn't appreciate how energy moves through my body and my mind. It wasn't until years later that I connected the dots from my anger that led to my under-the-covers depressed state. I had been really angry the week prior, angry at myself, but with no understanding of the need to express my emotions and my anger. I've been on both sides of engagement in my life. I've felt what it's like to isolate myself and withdraw, and I've seen the effects in my lived experience of how engaging and participating served as an antidote to loneliness and anxiety. I define engagement as a commitment to participating, where the opposite is withdrawing or isolating. Engagement is moving toward or into an action or a relationship or even life itself. Finding the right balance of participation 
is important at every age and phase of life. Seniors do better in adjusting to assisted living situations. Children who participate in extracurricular activities get better grades. Volunteers know from direct experience how rewarded they feel at the end of their day. There is a profound magic that happens when a person can raise their awareness to include the feelings and the needs of others. I know this is a very rough period for most of us. If you're in a tough spot and you feel ready to reach out, I am one of those resources available to help. I want to encourage everyone to feel and experience the power of engagement for themselves. I have an article that I've prepared on this topic. In the podcast notes section, you can find the link to this article at no cost to you. I'd love to get your feedback. Today, I am interviewing Susanna Morrow, and she is a MFA, PhD, teacher, dancer, collage creator, and journalist, journaler. So welcome, Susanna. Thank you. I'm so excited to be interviewing you. The main thrust of this podcast is really to explore with artists how authentic self-expression has enhanced your life and where the lack of that expression has maybe um, created some shadow experiences. So I want to just start in a general sense, describe your experience with artistry. And yeah, just tell us about how artistry has been for you in your life. Yeah, I, you know, I think I've, I've been fortunate enough to really be in some form of arts training or art expression since I was six when I started dancing. So I would say the first, you know, portion of my life was kind of a skills-based approach, learning dance, various forms of dance, and then theater. And then I developed a love of, of writing and poetry and literature around adolescence. Even fashion expression is a form of expression. So, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think that's always been a, a part of my world. And then, of course, I, you know, went on and got university degrees and I worked professionally in the theater and, and some as a dancer. I think probably the, the most important moment, I think there was a sense for me that I wanted to feel free to express my authenticity or my originality. Yeah. But I had some sense because I'd had so much training and because I'd been successful to an extent that uh, it needed to be good enough. It needed to be impressive. Then what, of course, happens is I can only show certain sides of me. And it's all edited based on what I think other people will applaud wildly for. And so I think the second half of my creative life, which probably started somewhere mm, in the last 10 years, really, is more about finding authenticity in myself and it's very much solo space, solitude oriented, and allowing myself to be more tender, be more vulnerable, to not be impressive, to include more and more of myself. I think of what that means to me to how to find my authentic voice. And I mean that literally as a singer. And that mm -hmm. journey for me 
what does that mean for for a dancer to find your authentic expression because yeah. it, it is your body yeah i think dance is really that's actually a really clear question clear answer for me because in dance training you're looking in the mirror well in the kind i had anyway you know i think they depending on where you go now it can be different but it really was about molding your body to look like the image of the person's body in front of you. There was kind of a, on the one hand, I learned certain techniques. I learned how to jump and spin and I learned how to take certain risks with my body by, I I learned, you know, to expand my physical vocabulary by mimicking others. Uh, But on the other hand, there was a lot of judgment about what things should look like. Right. And also a sense of what kind of movement is impressive and fancy and stylish and what, kind of movement isn't worth looking at, isn't all that, you know, snazzy. So um, I, I, I mean, one, one good thing is I gravitated a little more towards tap dancing and, and that's a little more musical and kind of as long as you're getting the beats at the same time, at the right timing, then the physical expression can be a little more personalized. What about like emotions? And, and dance, because I know that my emotions, if it's a, a sad song and I'm, you know, yeah. supposed to be portraying sadness, I, I, but I might feel anger in that moment, then it feels a little disconnected. So how does emotions fit, factor into uh, learning to dance? Yeah, well, you know, I think I might want to kind of story just a tiny bit, which is to say I found my way back to dance when I was in my mid-20s because I sort of determined in, you know, 16 or 17 that I wasn't going to be able to be a professional dancer because I couldn't, My, you know, I had different reasons. My balance wasn't good enough. My ballet wasn't good enough. So, you know, as teenagers do, it's like, well, if I can't be professional, then I just won't do it. And I found my way back in my 20s at a, at a kind of a five rhythms, Gabriella Roth type class in Los Angeles. Oh. And that was the opposite of the dance I had done. There were no mirrors. It was simply music. I found a tremendous emotional connection, so much freedom. It's like all the technique that I had discovered was sort of in the service to my emotional expression or in service to my soul. And of course, very improvisatory. It's kind of like a dance club during the day. So I found my way back to dancing there. So that's where I dance from now. I don't choreograph things. I improvise. I sometimes structure things, but I'm very improvisational because like you say, I think it's so important to connect with who you are in that moment because trying to be what you think you should be or even what you were yesterday, I just think that's that's such a waste of energy. Would you say that you sort of use whatever shows up in your sort of emotional being and then that gets converted into movement? Yes, yes. I get where you're going. I think what I've discovered lately is that music is a structure and it will hold the structure for me. It's a time structure. It's all kinds of structure is already encoded in any form of music. So I don't need to worry about what shows up in me in response to the music. And is it also sometimes that the music evokes an emotion so you can kind of count on that to influence 
Yeah, but also I find it's best to just go in very fresh and try to hear the song as freshly as possible. And whatever it elicits that day is what it elicits. Instead of thinking, oh, I feel angry. I'm going to listen to angry music. Yeah, that beginner's mind, like whatever shows up, I'm going to let that take me. Yes, beginner's mind. And also there's a, a teacher that I worked with on my dissertation, and she was a Buddhist meditator and a dance improv- improviser. And she, her perspective was that once you name an emotion, you've kind of already turned it into a cliche. Oh, yeah, because sadness looks this way or anger moves this way, right? Exactly. I need to start punching. I'm angry. Who came up with that? So that you feel the energy as energy and you allow it to express in your body with as little labeling and naming as possible. Yeah. So Susanna, I would love to explore a little bit of the shadow aspects of expression too. And you mentioned something that that really resonates for me, which is this sort of, I think of it as the Elton John or nothing treaties, which is, which is (laughs) if I'm not as, um, you know, if I'm not filling stadiums and selling number one albums every year um, and making millions of dollars, then what's the point really? What's the point really? That is what that voice always says in the end, isn't it? (laughs) In the end, that voice is always saying, what's the point? Yep. And I, and I think I've, I've been able to articulate for myself what my point is. So how do you hold all that? What may I read you a quote really quickly that it came oh, up? Absolutely. Yeah. I just, it, I trust, I trust randomness. This is from a Kathleen Rain poem. And she says, intent on one great love, perfect, requited, and forever. I missed love's everywhere, small presence, thousand guised. Mm. And I I think there's something that I'm just doing generally in my life now that's much more like that, where I feel like I've missed out on so many things because I've had this hunger for this really outsized fantasy. Right, right. What a good way of putting it. Yeah, and I don't want to miss out anymore. That outsized fantasy. Yeah, thinking that that's the only thing that could possibly fulfill me. Right, and all the little gifts along the way that don't know what it's like to recover from deep sorrow if you don't take that sorrow and run that through your artistry. That's right. That's right. And I, you know, and and even just, I mean, I think this kind of started when I had my daughter seven years ago, and I I realized I didn't want to miss out on her. Right. I didn't I didn't want to miss out on these moments that I knew I wasn't going to get back. And then of course since my parents have passed away, the lens of mortality. Yeah. Um there's that sense again of time is limited and coming in with agendas and ego desires really kind of rips me off <laughs> from my incarnation. It rips me off from my experience. Um, say, say more about what's stolen from you. I think one of the, the things I've been working with a lot is receptivity. We, we say the word expression a lot when we talk about arts, my artistic expression. And I'm finding that a lot of my artistic practice now is, is actually turning more towards receptivity. Oh, so your ability to kind of listen, right? How deeply can I hear this song? And then my body moves as an expression of receiving the song. Not even, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, 
My body is in response to the receiving. So what would you say to young folks out there who dabble in poetry, who who are dancing in their bedrooms, who are, Mm -hmm. you know, learning instruments and trying to figure out what their next move is? What would you say to young people who are just kind of figuring things out, you know, locked in their bedrooms during a pandemic? Oh my gosh. Oh, bless you. Bless you. First, when I think of young, I do think there is an importance of community and finding the right community, which isn't the Elton John or Bust community. Um, (laughs) Like I I think of myself in my twenties in LA where I was trying to be, you know, the next movie star showing up at this five rhythms dance class. And suddenly I was in community. I know. I know what you mean. I feel like there's been times when I've fallen in with the right group of people. And that's so rewarding. Right. And that's how we met was through discipline freedom, which I find to be a really important community for me. Yeah. Um, I found community members there. So I, you know, nowadays I do a lot of it in solitude and I, I think solitude is, man, I love it so much. Um, So I also want to like, I guess the other thing I would say is, is use your solitude And if you can show up in a daily and simple way for your artistry, um, I think that that your artistry can teach you a lot. Just leaning in, in solitude, you can learn so much. And it's not just technical knowing you can learn, you can evolve spiritually. You can evolve personally. You know, I know, especially as a younger person, you've got to have some community too. You can't only be in solitude. I really want to, like you're saying, like put the message out to make sure that people value creativity and expression, see it as more more than just a simple hobby, but it can be a real profound way to have an amazing adventure in life, you know? That's right. That's right. I, I taught a course. My The last course I taught at, in university was a, you know, it was all the arts. We kind of went through all the arts and I started it with creativity as your birthright. And mm. I think... Um, that's 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 the the essence is that we we have this ability we have this freedom to create and wouldn't you want to experience yourself as that in this life that is so perfect i just really want to thank you so much for participating i know this has just been a a brief chat maybe in the future we can bring you back for some more but i think that's a great place to stop is to consider creativity as your birthright and thank you so much susanna Thank you, Daniel. This song, If I Wasn't Afraid, parentheses the deep end, was written on the Scottish island of Lismore. I was attending a week-long intensive as part of a course called Pathmakers. And we spent some time with an emotional exercise, taking a look at how fear impacts our lives.
I wasn't this afraid I would be curious If I didn't hold on to fear I would ask What I really need to ask is Can I love you? If I can Then I'll be fine with all the rest I really want to swim in the deep end With all the bigger boys Who wouldn't let me then And then again it was my fear Of how to be a bigger boy That prevented me from becoming a man That kept me from understanding who I am If I didn't care this much, I wouldn't cry out I wouldn't hide here if I didn't hold this shame then again you wouldn't know that I'm lonely You see the shadow trying to hide from the flame I really want to swim in the deep end With all the bigger boys who wouldn't let me then then again it was my fear of how to be a bigger boy That prevented me from becoming a man It kept me from understanding who I am so much for listening to this creative engagement podcast. I would appreciate a review. Let me know if you enjoyed this and if you have any comments or feedback, that would be super helpful. Tell your friends. Be sure to check out the podcast notes and links for useful information. Thank you. I'm Daniel Mandel.
creative engagement. <laughs>